0: What's today? Today's the day we get to go bowling. Do I see a split?
1: Just keep your eye on the ball, Bonnie boy.
0: Oh my! Are you serious? I am a very good teacher and I can teach you everything. I can tell you what the little arrows on the wood floor mean. Which frame is the beer frame? The rules are simple.
1: Grab a bowling ball. You want to get some good speed with it and then hope for the best and hope that you can get uh, all the pins down with one try. And the most important part is that you have fun. Yes, Carl. That is definitely the most important
0: part. How do you know? She told me she loves me. boy you guys it's a cyclopedia brunch my name is tim dobbs with me as ever through the internet her name Catherine Kogert.
1: hey it's great to be right here right now
0: uh, right
1: here right now
0: oh is the spin class gonna break out i didn't i didn't bring <laughs> my spandex are we gonna play a uh, zombie you to Nation? Pump
1: it, ladies
0: <laughs> oh, oh i'm trying my best but you have to understand, at the same time as doing the spin class, I'm trying to make a podcast about topics.
1: <laughs> All right, ladies, give me those topics. Uh, okay. It's a podcast spin class. Oh, well,
0: man. <laughs> the crazy thing is that doesn't seem impossible. Like, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I can kind of <laughs> imagine that. Like in LA somewhere.
1: Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah. It works on your lung capacity.
0: <laughs> yeah, like just like Beyonce used to run around a track singing, uh, we do a spin class podcasting.
1: hmm Yeah.
0: And uh That's how we keep these amazing figures. Yeah. Podbod. Um so
1: <gasps> Oh my god, you just named it.
0: <laughs> oh, the gym. Get I named the pod gym. Bod. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Uh, well, okay. So here at Podbod, uh, yeah, we like to focus on you and your needs. And Catherine, uh, what topics do you need to podcast about today?
1: Well, I'm really fit, and I I'm just really into fitness and things that will keep me fit, like mm-hmm. sports. So, what kind of sports could I do to keep me fit?
0: Oh, great, great. Um, I'll list a few. Uh, so fitness sports, running, of course, is always very good for you. Uh, soccer uh, that's is a very a much. So- soccer. Okay. Know. Um,
1: I don't I don't like kicking things. It's violent.
0: Sure. Uh, basketball is very physical. Like, use your body a lot. It's pretty. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> Just call it slap ball.
0: Okay. All right. I'm here. You again. I'm here for you. Um, rowing. Rowing is working the upper body a lot. Maybe that's something you could try. Just I
1: like... am terrified of water.
0: Okay. Uh. Uh. B- bowling. Uh. That's. But that's not really like. No. Okay. Okay. No, what's bowling? Oh, <laughs> uh, interesting. Interesting. Well, I guess that takes us <laughs> to our topic this week. Bowling is that a sport? <laughs> Is that is that we call that a sport? <laughs> is that I guess it's a sport. Sport or date? <laughs> uh I don't think bowling would be a fun date. It, bowling's not a great two-person activity, I feel like.
1: I don't know. You know, we had this conversation about mini golf and you said I don't think mini golf is a good first date activity and I strongly disagree with
0: you. Okay. Uh and you but you agree you feel the same way about bowling? Or are you relitigating yeah, mini golf? <laughs>
1: I think that uh bowling would be a great first double date mm. activity.
0: Okay, there you go. Now, is a first double date two people's first date? Like or or four people's first you know, two couples' first date, and then they all get together yeah. because they're like, why not maximize it? Or what's happening here?
1: Yeah. No, I really like the idea of it's both of our first dates.
0: Mm-hmm interesting how did how did all these four people get together like how do you coordinate this
1: uh there was a a a lottery choosing
0: i see the village requires that uh all young couples enter their names in the lottery every year
1: for the for the bowling lottery yes
0: (laughs) um yeah okay i mean like i actually i think with four people it would be fine i don't know about your how you're going to set up your mechanism to get these four people together, but that's great because bowling is, uh, yeah, it's sporty. I think there's ways to do it that make it sportish, but I think for the most part, it is in the trivial pursuit category, sports and leisure. It's mostly leisure, and it is nice to just like hang out. The only problem with two people is that you're you're never with each other. You know, like you, you don't have time to actually talk to each other. But, yeah,
1: no, I could see that. I I am seeing that now as I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Um, but I stand by mini
0: golf. <laughs> Okay, well, but that's not our top again. Yeah, let's not relitigate mini golf. Um,
1: let's not relitigate mini golf.
0: We don't need to go to mini golf again. I uh, mean,
1: there's there's mini golf double jeopardy, so I I can't I legally cannot relitigate. It.
0: Yeah, all the points are worth double there. Um <laughs> But but about uh yeah, speaking of leisure things in general, um, I was uh very interested, in I think you, I was. I was actually astounded to see where bowling comes from because it has this like long lineage of being a sort of like leisure and uh, community oriented uh, pastime. But
1: where Argyle comes to play. Yeah. Argyle? What? I, I imagine a lot of Argyle in bowling. Which one is Argyle? It's the diamonds on diamonds. So there's diamonds that are, there's like a diamond pattern, but then there's like a cross, like a dotted line diamond pattern on top of that and offset. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We're not talking about houndstooth. We're talking Argyle.
1: No, I wouldn't talk to you about houndstooth unless we were doing a hunting podcast.
0: Or just about dogs' dental health. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, are you howling because your tooth hurts? (laughs) Um, oh, my talking dog. <laughs> that's the worst thing. Normally, he'd be like, hey, Catherine, can you help me out? But, like, his tooth hurts so much, he's just howling.
1: Oh, oh normally you could talk. You must be in such pain.
0: <laughs> Something's off.
1: You usually talk to me. Hmm. <laughs> Are you mad at me?
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, Spot's giving me the cold shoulder. <laughs> Um, anyway, so this, this, this initial thing, I mean, what, uh, I I will, I will stop keeping people in suspense. Basically, uh, bowling has been a, a sport or a pastime, uh, you know, probably in various parts of the world, uh, through antiquity. Um, but, we trace the most sources seem to trace the sort of direct lineage of our current 10 pin bowling schema to Germany in the middle ages, in which it was a form of spiritual atonement. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and so obviously what what I read was that, um, someone, uh, would put their club, uh, also called a Kegel. Um, not that Kegel. Uh, And this club was, it sounded like it was, it was sort of like a weapon people might just carry around, but also a, um, like it had a, people carried around so much that it almost like came to like represent them or something. Like it was like, oh, that's your thing that you always have. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was like club for, you know, I don't know, protecting yourself and whatever. Um, so they would stick that at the end of a lane or just like far away from them and then they would bowl stones in it and knocking it over, uh, the, the, what? What? Wait, I mean did this upset you as much as it upset me?
1: Why did it upset you? I don't feel upset. I feel charmed and <laughs> It's charming, but a little chuckle in my soul.
0: <laughs> well, that's nice. A little chuckle in your soul. Uh noting that down as possible tagline for this podcast. Um But uh I guess just because it seems so crazy, like I'm like someone made this up, it's not real. But we found it in a couple sources. Um and, and and in fact, uh, in Germany, Kegel, uh, uh, a Kegel house is still a bowling alley. Uh,
1: I don't know if it still is. Did you see that it still was?
0: I saw that somewhere, but I don't remember the source. Um,
1: I saw, um, so eventually, kind of, you fast forward to this, and um, there's all these like bowling lanes set up, but it's all just kind of like on grass. Um, and so eventually, somebody puts a roof over it to sort of like. So it can be like an all-weather sport. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: <laughs> Got to do something in the winter.
1: All-terrain, all-weather <laughs> bowling, <laughs> um, and so those things would often be like attached to like a tavern or something, uh, and so that was a Kegelhaus house in Germany. Oh, that's what I obviously. saw.
0: Well, I, I I saw a reference somewhere, but um, but yeah, so this is like where we're drawing our our connection to bowling, uh. Yeah, I guess it just sort of like, the impression I got was like, yeah, I don't know, it evolved the way games evolve. Like, yeah, it's a it's a fun enough game. And, and so people kind of found ways to play it, especially when they were like hanging out, drinking with each other, maybe put a few friendly bets on something, you know, like games of skill that just, you know, hang out games. Is that the impression you it's had? Just
1: like good chill time hangout games. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, it's nice. It's not too much physical effort, but there's like a little, there's like a routine to it. You know, it really it really There's slots. Some
1: skill, So yeah. it passes the time because you have something to compare yourself to rather than just staring at the wall.
0: <laughs> Those are the two things one can do with one's life. Stare at the wall or compare yourself to things.
1: That's my understanding. What do you got?
0: Uh no, I'm right there with you. Um So anyway, would uh our our American version would eventually uh basically just come from European immigrants, uh, find its way over here. And it seemed like it really stuck into uh, like the Northeast uh, North America because yeah, we've got...
1: I mean, really quickly, I just want to mention some famous bowlers. Oh, please. I mean, who's your favorite bowler?
0: Uh, my favorite bowler... Well, let's see. Who are the famous bowlers? Um, I was watching this bowling clip earlier and there was a guy named Sven who was a 22-year-old Swedish dude who was really good at it. I liked him. He had a fun jumpsuit okay. on.
1: Yeah, he seems cool. Yeah. So I like him. <laughs> okay, ben. now he seems a little bit more cool. Um, for me, mm-hmm. my favorite bowler is the founder of the Protestant Reformation, Martin Luther. <laughs>
0: uh okay so he was a bowler i i guess that makes sense he was in germany around the right time
1: loved bowling so much he like invented 12 pin bowling
0: he was (laughs) like the number of pins i have is not enough
1: it's normally 10 pin right he's like more pins more pins
0: please (laughs) bring me more pins um (laughs) well i mean it wasn't like normally 12 pins it was like because or 10 pins uh it was nine pin bowling for a long time. I don't know where they got that 10th one. Oh. Maybe it was like a, a compromise with Martin Luther. Maybe like the Protestants okay, and the okay. Catholics were like, maybe we can work it out. Nine put in 12. What about 10? And they're like 10 and a half. And they're like, well, it's not really possible. Huh. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, do you know how they set up the 12 pins? Like 10 makes no, a nice pyramid. I
1: couldn't find any any sort of description of that.
0: I guess that's the thing right like it's all pretty arbitrary like I don't know do it however you want yeah in
1: 1520 when he was doing this the the number of pins varied from 3 to
0: 17 (laughs) that's all over the place 17 yeah
1: Oh, I'm so sorry. He set the number of pins at nine. And previous to that point, it was three. It was anywhere from three to 17.
0: Oh, interesting. So we have
1: Martin Luther to thank for nine pin bowling.
0: So Martin Luther was a great standardizer, both in theses about uh, how Catholic doctrine had become uh, stale and not useful to the people anymore, um, and also bowling. So like he kind of set a lot of standards and ideas.
1: Definitely. He was a big kegler. (laughs)
0: Uh, Not like that. Hey, how about we come back in a moment on Encyclopedia Brunch and talk more about bowling.
1: Now look, it's simple. It's simple.
0: See this? This is the kingpin. All right. on encyclopedia brunch talking about what i assume they're talking about which is bowling balls coming in and out in bowling bags what else could it be that's got to be what it is i don't know no i think that's that's probably it um but uh if you were to use your bowling ball bag and carry that to the bowling lane uh now it would be it kind of sounded like the history of bowling was yeah it was a lot of random pins variations trying stuff and then uh like the big jump to what looks like modern bowling to us was in the 1950s, the introduction of the auto pin setter and that auto ball return thingy. Um, And that's kind of what like brought us to what a bowling alley kind of looks like now, which is crazy to me that they were using 17 pins and they would just like walk down and reset them themselves.
1: That's so time consuming. Mm -hmm. I guess you you have a lot of time to think about your sins and, And how to reform the Catholic church as you're walking down and resetting up pins.
0: Well, now I'm back on board because I I do like the idea of like bowling as meditation. (laughs) That sounds Mm, kind of fun. Yeah. Uh,
1: Yeah. It's really been replaced by golf since the automatic pin setter.
0: Oh, that's true. Ever since. uh, Came into play. Yeah. Yeah. They haven't come up with an automatic um, golfer yet, I guess. There's not a lot of automated stuff. Just a cart in golf.
1: I guess a golf cart. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Huh. well good uh there's a very hard to find Uh, get a robot to steal a job on a golf course what with there not being a lot of jobs um but uh stupid
1: ball machines <laughs> ball washing machines
0: <laughs> oh yeah well those those aren't really automated either you kind of like move it up and down right
1: they're always so gross too
0: yeah but again, we keep. Somehow, we keep getting pulled back towards golf. I don't know how this is happening. Maybe, maybe that's our leisure form because I feel like bowling. It really feels stuck in the fifties and sixties to me, and
1: it feels very dead to me. It's gone the way of the driving alley, yeah. or what am I? Uh, the driving alley? What?
0: What? <laughs> I don't know. What am I saying? It's just, it's just like kind of a frustrating place to drive your car. Like, yeah, it's it's a little tight. It's. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you keep having to check your mirrors.
0: Boy, I'm glad. Do you have
1: to, like, pull your mirrors in because mm-hmm. it's so tight? Yeah.
0: You have to drive a Citroen or some sort of a European car designed for tight corners. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'm glad that's not in our culture anymore. That was just frustrating. I don't know why we were doing it. Did you mean the drive-in? Um, Like like for movies? Uh,
1: yeah, the drive-in. That's what <laughs> okay. I meant. Thank you for the assist.
0: Okay, yeah. Alley-oop. Um, yeah, I guess, I mean, I feel like bowling still happens regularly. I even found a stat that said, um, 60 million people in the U.S. bowl at least once or twice a year, um, as of, like, 1998, which, okay, a lot has happened since 1998, but I don't know, that's, that's still, you know, uh, that's not the 1950s, right? Um,
1: yeah, I only feel like I see, like, fewer bowling alleys. I guess you see, like... I don't know um, haute couture bowling alleys. You know your your lucky strike like neon <laughs> bowling alleys with those uh, luxury truffle fries that they serve.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well. Okay. Well, I will say one thing is though that I think both of us we live um, in urban centers and so we're probably a little biased because like a bowling alley takes up a lot of space. Like so you're only gonna get your your fancy your haute couture uh, bowling alleys. Um,
1: that's true but uh, we can't we both hail from the country uh what what about your part of the country what, was there a bowling alley uh
0: yeah there was uh there were a couple there was uh shaker lanes um there was that other one that might have closed i don't know what happened to that uh oh there was bradley bowl there was bradley bowl of course near bradley okay. airport windsor locks connecticut um so okay. yeah i don't know i mean i feel like two within a couple of towns is like that's probably serves all the needs for bowling in the area um, I will say, though, that they all did have a very, like, mid-20th century vibe, including there's also mm-hmm. one here in uh, Pacifica, California, which is, like, a weird part of the state in that it is very close to San Francisco, but due to probably zoning rules, um, is, like, very undeveloped, and it's, like, a 15-minute drive from where I live in the center of the city. Um, mm-hmm. So, and that has a very, actually quite nice... Um, bowling alley like but it's it's all styled in like again this kind of like mid-century like if it's kind of like a throwback um, okay yeah so i don't know is it
1: like it's like an intentional throwback like a knowing throwback
0: it seems like it was probably built then and then there has been money to keep it um like do maintenance on it As, but that's, but no one remodeled gotcha. it they just kind of like made it still look nice um, okay which is pretty good yeah, I don't know. I maybe maybe it is dying. Maybe bowling is dying. Um, at the very least in our pop culture. What, what's what's? Let's see. What 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 are the pop culture bowlings? There's the Flintstones. Yes. Very
1: uh, 1950s, the Flintstones.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, any other ones? There's um, let's see. Uh, there's the Big Lebowski. Shh. Big
1: Lebowski, yeah, and that's like. Bowling, isn't it surprising that this person is so into bowling?
0: It is like, I mean, that is, it was like a hipster thing then. Like, um, there's also a, we we included a Simpsons uh clip in our um in our opening drops, and uh, that was uh there's a number of bowling um themed episodes in the Simpsons as well, and that's like kind of in the early 90s phase of the Simpsons. Although, again, that may have just been playing on like old tropes of like you know. What does the man like to do when he hangs out in a nuclear family in America?
1: Yeah, he has a bowling team for sure.
0: Mhm. Interesting. I mean, bowling leagues exist. Uh I have a friend who joined one when she was just like looking for, you know, someone to meet in a new town. So it's possible. Um I don't know why is that? What what, what is it about like what 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 screams like American suburbia, like Americana suburbia? um old-timey values etc like i don't know um
1: i don't know if there's anything in particular about the sport i think that it's a lot of infrastructure that a town invests Hmm. into a shared hobby sure just like uh saying like this is the this is the leisure thing that we all go to and we have to do here
0: huh yeah that makes i mean it is very communal Like it is because it's mostly a hangout sport, right? Game. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's much more communal than like a batting cage could be, which is kind of like literally a cage and it has to be pretty like isolated from other batting cages.
0: Right. Yeah. And there's something more, there's something bigger and possibly more wholesome about it than like darts. Darts feels like a thing that like if you're at a bar, you're like, oh, they have darts here. You want to play darts? Mm -hmm. Um, But you wouldn't like have a family. Like there's no dart parlor. Because you can't bring a Also, family. just
1: not as much infrastructure. I think the amount of money that you invest in the infrastructure for this specific purpose-built purpose built building, I guess is what I'm saying.
0: Yeah. Okay. No, no. I like this a lot. So, like, if we imagine that, um, you know, in the, in the old German times, then uh, they started this game and then they were like, oh, yeah, why don't we do it all weather? We'll put a roof over it. And then it becomes like this thing that you have to invest a little bit in, but everybody likes to come and do it. And so now it's an attractor. And then... We migrate to the new world here. We bring these bowling games uh these Western Europeans, and every new place that uh people move out to when we're you know settling the suburbia um and leaving the urban centers in the twentieth century we build our churches, which are bowling alleys, you know like it's it's there, like there actually is a parallel here, where it's like, oh yeah, if, if a whatever, um, let's just say a a German Lutheran community, uh, following in the Martin Luther thing, if they all move to some place uh-huh. in Kansas, they're gonna put a, build a Lutheran church because it'll be a strong community center. If another thing they mm-hmm. like to do, not on Sunday, is go bowling, they're also gonna build a bowling alley, and that becomes a community center as well. Yes. Yeah. Okay. No, I think that's a really good argument, actually. <laughs> yeah, like because we invest so much in it, it becomes our our thing that we do our uh mm-hmm. cosa nostra but not like that just thing of ours what's a cosa nostra it means like our thing i think in italian um okay. but like it was it's it's been used in, a, in the middle of the street yeah <laughs> um no they're british The uh, madness not uh not mobsters <laughs> cosa nostra was like in mob movies they'd be like oh this uh cosa nostra you know like because they don't want to say that we're in the mob
1: okay but i mean they might they're probably catholic
0: yeah and they're also in the the middle of the street
1: less into bowling yeah yeah maybe more into bocce ball
0: yeah they're probably pretty into bocce ball actually come to think of it there is a um this, uh, there, there's a community space in uh, Oakland that um, has a uh, biohacking lab called Countercultures Labs that I work at sometimes. Uh, it's an excellent community lab space. And it is built on top of an old bocce ball court in, in an Italian-American club. So it is yeah. the same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> huh. I wonder. I made the Pretty argument. cool.
1: I didn't realize the la- the your lab space that you work in sometimes was the bocce ball court. That's very cool.
0: Yeah, that's why the ceilings are so high. It's sort of just like a Okay. yeah, hang out area. Um
1: Wait, why would the bocce ball court need high ceilings? I
0: think it's just supposed to be airy. Like I don't think you have to okay. throw the ball that high, but
1: like a cathedral.
0: Mhm. Yeah, tying it all together.
1: <laughs> hmm.
0: Um you you mentioned uh, in, in reading about this that you saw someone make the argument that as bowling dies, so did the American community, um, I guess, because there's no more, you know, like recreational churches is what we're calling bowling alleys. I decided just now. I mean, yeah. Yeah. This dude, he wrote this book, Bowling
1: Alone, Robert D. Putnam. Oh, if you can tell from the tone of my <laughs> voice. I'm like not on board with his <laughs> ideas.
0: Mm. <laughs> i have heard of bowling alone though it's about like the just sort of ongoing isolation of american society like we've just decided we don't need each other as much
1: yeah it's very like oh you damn kids and your tv
0: Mm -hmm. is that is that uh you said you read a synopsis is that just like the gist of it It was like television and presumably internet phones Uh,
1: yeah he cites so um, he cites like the rise of television, um, the decrease in participation in like uh, like smaller religious groups, or like like kind of like I don't see it listed here, but kind of the vibe I get is kind of like mm, what's it called like the again a Flintstones thing where they wear like buffalo
0: hats. I believe it was the Buffalo Men's. Society. But you're you're talking about like the but, um, yeah no, no, the Freemasons or the um, Elks Club or the Eagles or the Lions yeah like Club. the Elks
1: Club or the Eagles or like
0: yeah the the Shriners or something
1: like oh, yeah. decrease like the fall of those sorts of clubs the Lions Club mm-hmm. yeah that is listed here uh, <laughs> so sort of the decrease in like and participation in things like the Boy Scouts and stuff. Um, And saying, like, oh, participation in these organizations is going down. So is, like, voter turnout. And this is published in 2000, by the way. Uh Um, And says uh, – and he cites, like, the rise of television uh, and some some other things. And, like, one thing that he mentions here – and this is, like, once I read this in the synopsis, I was (laughs) immediately, like – This is bullshit. Everything you have to say is wrong. I don't (laughs) want to hear it. Which maybe, like, (laughs) nobody is all good or all bad, so maybe I should kind of fight that. Uh, (laughs) But it just made me really mad. One thing he cited um, as the rise of is the movement of women to the workplace as contributing to this phenomenon Uh, of decreased participation
0: in civics. Yeah, probably for, well... Uh, parse that anything yeah i mean it it sits wrong for sure um yeah i don't know about that i mean it's just it sounds like what he's missing is a change it's just like he's he's misinterpreting a change in the way we engage um i will say around 2000 uh that maybe we didn't have yeah i can see like yeah it's just a lot of tv mass communication was still mostly one way but i will say you spoke of having a knee-jerk reaction that just made you write someone off and what does that better than social media which we have now in uh 2018 like 18 years later we've developed actually like the internet has um of course brought us a lot of bad things but also brought us uh, a number of good things and other ways to connect and engage um you know uh community lab spaces right (laughs) like that's it's an example of like well i don't know i found that through the internet and then you know i I use their like a meetup website and then uh you know engage with people that way and i've made a lot of friends through social media so like maybe it's just a different way of engaging that and and he did especially at that particular point around the year 2000 um he just couldn't see it he could only see one half of the change but couldn't look forward i'm sure it was a good book
1: yeah probably (laughs) because he was too old and like didn't know what the internet was
0: yeah (laughs) that was probably it
1: Oh. Uh, and like ah uh, this is 2000 and so like his citations of like, like decreased civic participation and voter turnout like i don't know i feel like we've like seen since 2000 seen like drastic rises and drastic falls in voter turnout mm-hmm. um and and i feel like that's often so much more driven by like current events than it is by any like attitude towards civic duty
0: yeah i don't know that we all share <laughs> i just don't um, know
1: I guess the, and that's the most alarming thing to me He said like well, no one's participating in civics i e voting mm-hmm. um because of all these things so, like I, I saw that as the most harmful consequence that he had cited um,
0: I mean I'm interested in uh yeah i like i I see what you're saying, and I mean so like my my Twitter feed is essentially um since uh, oh, around this time last year, has essentially just been one long uninterrupted shriek about go vote and get engaged with politics. Um, uh-huh. and, uh So I feel like uh, no, I'm kind of I'm getting the message.
1: Yeah, the voting banshee has risen. <laughs> has risen.
0: <laughs> okay, this is not a bad idea. You, you joke, but I like. I think it might be time <laughs> for me to make a little Twitter bot called the vo- Voting Banshee and just get to work now. <laughs> The 2018 midterm elections are coming up, and I want to increase engagement <laughs> by just screaming. <laughs> all right, and I'm just gonna make a little note for myself here to uh, create a voting banshee. banshee. Yeah, the uh,
1: Big Dog Little Dog Production Company
0: <laughs> branded voting banshee. Well, branding is so important in uh, in voting <laughs> Absolutely. today. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Um, all right. Well. Uh, I like
1: let me yeah. just state right here I think it's incredibly important to vote and I hope that all of our listeners are registered to vote and voting is so great and it's like the most exciting thing that you can do to be a part of your community. Man, do you ever get that feeling after you vote? Like and you've like in a, in a local election specifically. Mm-hmm. Where you've like just did some reading about some topics in your local community, even if you did it kind of in a cursory way, you're like, I feel really good now because I know a little bit more about what's happening around
0: me. Oh, yeah. San Francisco puts out a very thick book of like, it's the voter's guide and – every single thing that uh is up for vote or person is up for vote gets a like neutral description of what it is and then a series of essays for it and a series of essays against it and you kind of like read them all and you're like oh this person's crazy or i don't know about this one and uh there's the one guy they get to write uh all the unpopular opinions where he's just like yeah sure i'll write whatever you want um (laughs) And it is great. It's like I really like. I feel like I know what's going on. And also, the people who I meet, you know, in the San Francisco area, I'm just like, oh yeah, what'd you think of Prop H or something? Which actually, yeah, it's really great. Yeah. I don't know how this yeah. turned into a voting PSA, but hey, I mean, voting is good. <laughs> it feels good. It's fun.
1: We, I saw the opportunity and I wanted to seize it. <laughs> yeah,
0: let's take. Yeah, let's take it. Um, <laughs> and I think we're we're disproving uh Mr. Bowling alone here too, in that we're saying like, mm-hmm. you know, hey. Don't you like voting? (laughs) Pretty fun.
1: You can build a lot of social capital through voting. Mm.
0: Um,
1: Oh, just before we move off of this topic, there's one more. um, There's somebody who published a rebuttal of this Bowling Alone book that I wanted to mention. Uh, Journalist Nicholas uh, Lemon um, suggested like, okay, yeah, so we don't have as many folks with buffalo hats running around who Mm -hmm. aren't at home with their families at night. Dang. (laughs) But we have a lot of, like, soccer moms now, and they're incredibly engaged in their communities. That's so, true. come on.
0: <laughs> I think, I mean, it really sounds like communities just have changed the shape that they take. Um, they're not, you know, as firmly built around, you know, immediate location, uh, ethnic uh, background, and, like, what job you have had for the past 30 years. Um, yeah, it seems yeah. like, yeah, it's more like, what what soccer team are my kids on? Um you know yeah what uh what social media sphere do I fall into, um yeah which elections do I vote in, stuff like that, yeah, which yeah,
1: I don't know if we really did a super or I excuse me, really did a super good job of connecting what this guy's problem is with bowling decreasing, <laughs> like connecting this whole thing to bowling,
0: mm. No, no, no! I think there's something here. I think if the idea is that bowling is the like the secular recreational church of a community in 1950s white picket fence suburbia, um, it's kind of up to us now, uh, you and me, if possible. But I think us more largely, you um, and me specifically. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, heavy, heavy lies the weight. Um, it's it's up to us to decide what is the church of, you know, the modern day because I still think I mean community is incredibly important um to a functional society but also just to happiness. Um so like what is yeah. that church and whether that is like a Twitter timeline or a, a, I don't know. Um
1: Yeah, no, I would definitely say that church is the um at @who likes brunch Twitter feed so go ahead and follow
0: us all right well now that we've stuck in that strong strong branding uh let's uh let's go back in just a moment on encyclopedia brunch steve reich And we're back on encyclopedia like brunch talking about bowling,
1: Tim. I have a quick question for you oh uh, go ahead i I mean, so I really appreciate you explaining what bowling is to me so that I can work on my fitness mm-hmm. as we open the podcast yep. with that premise
0: oh, by the way, <laughs> I, remember. I need you to turn the resistance up on your spin bike
1: <laughs> pod bod, pod bod, pod pod pod
0: pod but but no.
1: But I just I have no skills. And I'm curious, are you classically trained in bowling in any way?
0: Yeah, I have a formal education in bowling in some sense.
1: Oh, that's exciting. <laughs>
0: um, So we did it was it was actually it was a whole gym segment in elementary school. Uh, We did a whole section on learning to bowl. We had these carpets that rolled up uh-huh. and they were the carpets were bowling uh, lanes. Like it was it was, you know, uh-huh. that length and uh, had all the bowling stuff on the carpet
1: and you would have to walk and then set them back up like yeah. old-timey keglers
0: yeah just like Martin Luther himself we meditated on uh, what icons were doing uh, to uh, our chance of getting into heaven um mm-hmm. and uh actually it was a secular school so it was like a public school we just weren't allowed to meditate on that we had to meditate on um you know uh, uh passing the Connecticut mastery test um which was yeah so um yeah, I don't know. It was fine. I, and, and it was like kind of um, crummy plastic, light plastic balls and pins and everything. But it passed the time well enough. And also um, I'm realizing like when I go bowling now, I realize that I still use those skills that I learned, which is, you know, like how what what are the poses you use when you throw a ball? Like you don't just throw it in old way. You kind of like hold it in front of you. You take a step, you swing your arm back and then you release um, in like a low crouch there's other techniques, but that's kind of how I do it. And I don't think I would have gotten that uh, without like a, without a class. How did no, you learn to bowl? This
1: is all news to me.
0: <laughs> really? How did you learn to bowl?
1: I mean, I realized that the premise of this podcast was like a faulty premise. Where like I'm like, oh,
0: what's bowling?
1: But like <laughs> that's not too
0: far off from reality. <laughs> and when was the last time you went bowling?
1: Um, I went a couple of years ago. It was a little fun, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: um tear down the walls of the know. old church
0: yeah you're the new martin luther
1: <laughs> yeah i have 99 reasons and issues is it 991?
0: uh how
1: many how many problems did martin luther uh, have? Yeah. but a church ain't one or? yeah yeah
0: once again we're getting uh uh the important I'm church figure Jay-Z
1: and martin luther again.
0: you know it's so easy to do there's there's jehovah and there's martin luther and there's uh-huh. jehovah it's a whole thing um i don't remember it was like eighty seventy six, eighty six. 76 86 i i don't know
1: okay okay gotcha uh, uh
0: so the theses um
1: yeah his all of his theses uh <laughs> the, anyway i have that many issues with bowling
0: uh-huh, uh-huh. so I don't know like what's what's one? What? like uh, what I'm trying to trying to parse what kind of issues we're talking about here. It's just not fun or it's
1: um honestly I think my problem was that I wasn't like really excited about the people I was bowling with.
0: Oh yeah again.
1: Community. They're perfectly lovely. I won't name them here obviously but like I don't know I just like and I like didn't really want to be there at the time because like you know I deal with social anxiety pretty regularly. But <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. And it's just not really a, a safe, conducive environment where I could just be like. I, I was having a hard time sort of escaping to the background as I wanted to.
0: Right. Well, that's sounds... because
1: you have to stand in front of everybody and roll a ball and then everybody has to watch you be bad at it.
0: Uh, yes, that's true. Uh, but also the uh, the rest of the time you can just sort of sit behind everyone and drink from a pitcher of beer and um uh-huh. just kind of like hang and like ideally everyone's just talking to everyone else and no one's really watching you bowl anyway. And the bowling environments I like to be a part of, uh, you it's also it's it's a very family feud style in that you just cheer no mm-hmm. matter what. Yeah, woo! Good throw! Good throw! You know. <laughs> <laughs> The ball was on the lane. Great work. <laughs> well, which can be hard to do itself.
1: It can, yeah. It can. Sometimes you can't even get it past the little arrows.
0: You mean before going in the gutter, or it literally stops? Because I think you're doing it <laughs> wrong. Going in the gutter. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, okay, well, would you like to know uh, some some hot tips, some Tim hot tips for bowling?
1: Please educate me.
0: This is what's going to turn it around. It's clearly that. It's clearly not that, like, the, the experience was wrong. It's just that you're not good enough at bowling. There must be rules and practices. Yeah,
1: no, that's what I was thinking, for sure.
0: Yeah. No, I'm telling you, like, listen, I'm a man, and I'm here to tell you... You're to
1: bowl in a major
0: play. ...that if you just learn the rules of this game better, you'll have fun with me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... Oh,
1: boy, I didn't really like either of what we said. <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah, we're doing our best here. Um... <laughs> It's actually like honestly I was looking into like all right so how do you bowl well like what are what are pro bowling association PBA bowlers doing that is like so different from what I'm doing and a lot of it's like yeah there's like throwing techniques and stuff but like for the most part it's it's kind of what you think is you sort of just get good at repetitive throwing like most people can throw a strike like and they'll, they'll probably throw one or two um in a in, a, in any given game but uh it's being good at repeating that, you know, like high-precision uh, sports. High-precision sports. Right.
1: Yeah, I was thinking that about bowling. There's just not a lot of different situations, you know?
0: Yeah. There. I mean, so there were a few. So the first thing is, uh, there's, the, the, so there's the 10 pins. And ideally, you want to hit it right between the first and the third pin, or if you're left-handed, the first and the second pin. Like, the way they number them is the... Okay. Yeah. Um, and... You can just throw it straight, or you can put a little bit of spin on it, and then the ball will uh, will curve and kind of hook in, and that way you can really nail it right between that first and third instead of sort of just going straight ahead. Okay. So then where it gets kind of interesting um, is that what actually changes, for the most part, if you can just kind of do that motion over and over again, uh, kind of like you were playing Wii Bowling back in the day, and you just get really good at that one motion, <laughs> Um,
1: so are you saying the best way to get good at bowling is to play a lot of wee bowling?
0: Uh, I'm not. And the reason is because bowling alleys are also oiled. Um, they also have an automated machine that does this. And it oils. Ooh. Yeah. And originally this oil was put down to just protect the wood. Um, but oil is slippery. And they actually oil it in specific patterns. Um, so that uh, typically like a recreational bowling alley will have more oil in the middle and more oil closer to the throwing side and less close near the pins um but for pros they actually like they have different patterns and the pro like studies which pattern will be used at which tournament they're doing um but what the oil does is um the ball tends to slide over oil because it's very uh lubricious and then it tends to roll on thinner oil or just the wood um and that matters if you're putting spin on your ball Because if you spin the ball and it's going over oil, the spin doesn't actually affect it. But as soon as it gets past that oil, it starts to catch and hook. And so you can control, like the ball will go straight, 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 and then it starts to run out of oil, and then it starts to go left. So it hooks at the last minute. Or Ah. like on a recreational alley, if the ball's in the center, it's going to just stay in the center. But if it's kind of edging towards one side, one gutter or the other, it'll catch and so long as you've spun it back towards the center, it'll just move its way back towards the center, which is kind of cool. It's like yeah. a self-fixing phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah. And then what pros actually think about, like, if you're really getting into it, is the oil distribution changes over the day of a tournament. Kind of like, in a, mm-hmm. again, golf, our other great leisure sport. Um, It's like, yeah, things kind of change day to day or moment to moment. And so. Uh, right. So, yeah. So they're actually thinking about, like, all right, how is the oil moving during the course of a day?
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's very man versus nature, except man versus built.
0: Man versus yeah, what is that? Man versus man, nature. Man versus infrastructure.
1: Machine,
0: Uh, but it's
1: not a machine. It's just infrastructure, just general purpose infrastructure.
0: Man versus physics. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Um, Yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah, just like the Martian, really. If you think about it.
0: Ah yes the bowler
1: man versus physics <laughs>
0: uh mark watney returns home decides to get a really into bowling <laughs> instead of just growing those potatoes himself he orders some fries from the cafe in the back yeah yeah uh the only other tip i can give you is that uh the optimal speed to roll the ball such that it like uh-huh. hits it hits the pins just such that they kind of domino into each other and knock stuff down, um, but also it has enough movement that um, you know it actually has an effect. It doesn't just bounce off the pins. Is uh, you want it to take about two point three seconds to go from the foul line to the head pin? That's about the right speed. Okay. That's all. This is th- these are the only tips I can give you based on uh, a few YouTubes I watched and that section in my elementary school gym.
1: Well, I feel really ready now to go out and be a pro bowler and make millions.
0: Well, we can't wait. Uh, And when you make those millions, uh, please come back and uh, I don't know. What are you going to do? What are you going to do with your millions?
1: Mm, I'm going to buy that orphanage.
0: Oh, wait, for good reasons or bad reasons?
1: I haven't decided yet.
0: All right. Well, here's hoping it's community oriented. In the secular recreational church. And until next week, this secular recreational church of Encyclopedia Brunch, that's Catherine Gogart over there.
1: Tim Dobbs over
0: here. Bye. Bye. <laughs>